You are listening to the Fresh Thinking Podcast. Finlay and Simon chat with friends, colleagues and clients around business and philosophy. Hi there. Welcome to another edition of Fresh Business Thinking with the brand guys. Well, it's just one brand guy actually for this episode. Finn here, recording at the home studio. And since it's just me, I'm going to indulge myself a little bit and talk about my own listening experience. And I'm going to talk about the the how rather than the what and the why. Obviously, in the life and the brand lane episodes, we love to delve into the, the psychology, the sociology behind the music and unpack the brands, what's happening um, at an emotional level. But I'm going to talk more about the mechanics. How do I listen? And there's a couple of funny things I think have happened recently to, to make me think about this. Now, here sits a man who's excited about the release of a new album. And it's not a new band, um, but it's a band that I've had a listening relationship with over 40 years. And this particular journey um, kind of summarises my experience as a music consumer and listener, if you like. So, of course, we're talking about the new ACDC album, and I'm sitting here not quite waiting for it to arrive any day. Um, next month, it's going to drop, and yep, I've got it on vinyl. Not only that, I've got a limited edition red vinyl coming. And that's what I want to talk to you about, because for the third time in my listening life, I'm listening on vinyl. And it's not that I've gone full circle, it's rather that my listening habits have totally evolved over 40 years when I first bought ACDC Back in Black. It was the first LP that I bought of a band that I was really passionate about, really excited about. But things have changed since then, haven't they? So I've just celebrated a milestone birthday. Yeah, thanks, thanks, thanks for the, the good wishes and, and all the cards. Um, but you know what, I got I got loads of great presents and, and I had a really nice time, but I got a, a present from my brother and sisters, which is obviously, um, there'd been a bit of thinking behind it. And, um, you know, you'll, you'll understand why, but they had to run it by my, my wife as well, because there's some logistics to, to think about. Um, they got me a, a turntable, some speakers, and a collection of um, some really nice records, actually. So that's me listening to vinyl for the third time, building up another collection of vinyl. And 
I try not to have regrets, but you know, I gave um, another collection away that was probably built up over, um, yeah, not far off, thirty years, and um, went to a great charity. Um, but you know what? I should probably go and check because um, there's maybe still some of those. Um, old Kiss albums and, and all the rest of it sat in that charity shop. So there's a little reminder for myself. But So that brings you up to date. Um, but let's let's go back in time and, and look at that buying and listening journey. So I'm sure, like many of you, um, Saturday mornings were an exciting time Um down to the record store to thumb through those endless LPs, the limited edition, the latest singles, and sometimes even having some money to, to buy something. You know what? Those record shop owners, they were really patient, weren't they, with all of us as teenagers. Actually, we were really just hanging out, weren't we, with our mates, with our tribe. Um, for us... We were looking at, yeah, the ACDC albums, going back through the Bon Scott early days back catalogue, finding the Australian um, editions of some of those earlier albums. And then we were right in the middle of the new wave of British heavy metal, Iron Maiden, absolutely dominant Saxon, classic heavy metal for teenage boys. And then we started to backtrack a little bit. Where did these guys find their influences? And very quickly, Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, Led Zeppelin. And that, I think, is where we really found our true music. But of course, you can go back beyond that. And then we started to look at um, Yardbirds, um, Clapton, the Doors, and then The Beatles, back to Sgt. Pepper. And that's my listening journey. And most of this in the early days was driven by vinyl, by LPs, by the LPs that we had in the house, our parents, and then our own collection. But around about that time, the cassette took over. And you started to build up not only a collection of bought cassettes, but yes, let's admit it, there was a bit of home recording, borrowing mates' albums, making compilations from your own albums. And you had a double music collection. The cassette, which was more compact, was it easy to transport? Yes and no. It had its problems too. And then we were promised a miracle. The compact disc, the CD. Technology changed with the Walkman going from your cassette Walkman to your CD Walkman. It was so exciting. Vinyl was forgotten. It was put up in the attic at best. The new digital age, we were promised higher quality. Couldn't be damaged. Last forever. But well, we know that wasn't totally true, was it? And that gave us some amazing collections of music. Sometimes 
you were buying things for the third time, which you'd owned on vinyl, and then cassette, and then now CD. Certainly, in the beginning, I think CD did seem to be the answer. Hey, you could skip tracks. You didn't have to get up and change side. Or um, you could get pretty much the, the full listening experience. Or or could you? You know, the, the real music listeners and my musical friends always felt that vinyl just gave you that something extra, not just the hiss, that beautiful sound that you know you're listening to vinyl, but a depth, a better sound, certainly on a really good music system. So I was convinced. And another element that drew me back to vinyl the first time was the experience that you actually put a record on, sat down, listened to side one, contemplated it, and then put on side B. And life was getting faster and faster, I think, with around that time when we were moving to, to CDs through the end of last century. And we could skip. We were maybe buying more compilations rather than pure released albums in the moment. And vinyl, I think, just gave you a chance to reflect more. And for me, there was the the, the tangible element of, yeah, obviously a CD is, is tangible, but the artwork is shrunk on a, a double album or gatefold album cover. You get so much more. And, you know, forgive me for a moment while I disappear into prog rock. Yes, album covers or Rush or the fourth Led Zeppelin album. You know, is it? It's, it's hard to beat that. And to have it in the 12-inch version is so much nicer than the dinky little CD case. But... Um, so my my listening um, journey sort of in the early noughties again, I guess, when there was a little bit of a vinyl revival um, overlap. So I was vinyl and CD for a while and listening in, in different ways, obviously, in, in the car and, and so on. Maybe certain moments in the day were slightly different. And interestingly, that move back to vinyl may have been a reaction to um, a further advance into digital music listening, the MP3, MP3 listener. Fantastic. Um, you know, don't get me wrong, um, that ease of listening, um, on the move, um, totally portable, Okay, at first it wasn't like you could put your full um, CD collection onto it, but certainly enough to go away for a weekend or the day or whatever it was. But there's still something drawing you back to that analogue. And, and I had a lot of fun, spent too many hours and too many dollars on eBay 
tracking down all sorts of um, old vinyl, some of it replacing stuff that had him lost, been mislaid at parties, um, whatever it was. Um, but I could never um, replace that um, signed copy of ACDC, and that is a regret, it's got to be said, of um, If You Want Blood. But hey, that's another story for another episode. So, jumping forward in time, um, maybe a different life stage and a house move. And have you done that house move when you have to move this all your CDs? And there's that decision to say, well, you know what? I pretty much just listen to music either on the DAB radio, online radio or streaming services. So we're getting pretty close to up to date now. Five years ago, the CD collection went upstairs. And you always say to yourself, well, we can always bring it back down if we really need it. But the fact is, you get very used to the ease, the simplicity of controlling your music from your smartphone and sending it to whatever smart speaker or device you are closest to or listening from the smartphone on speakers. And with uh, a pro membership of Spotify, you pretty much have access to anything you want, anything you have ever owned in vinyl, cassette, um, had on CD, downloaded onto an MP3 player. It's all there um, at your fingertips. So that was a very comfortable and interesting and satisfying move. Now, it's another debate for another time about the artists and record labels. And rather than going to... Um, to to buy your your CDs that you just pay your you know a very low monthly cost, but right now I guess that's that's not really the the debate that I I want to have, but it is you know it's totally valid because we strongly believe that you know artists are are due um, you know a good chunk of what we pay for our, our money as the creatives. At the same time, we understand that the industry um, has many parts um, and, and everybody needs to, to get their worth as well. But the, the second event that I wanted to, to, to talk about, which kind of made me think about this, was how the two ends of these listening cycles joined um, just last week when I got an email from Spotify telling me, Paul McCartney has made something special for you. And I don't always open their emails, but you know what? I thought, I'll open this. And it was an email from Spotify telling me that as a fan of Paul McCartney, now they know that, don't they? They know a lot about me and they're end of year report when they, they send me 
um, a report of what I've listened to all year is always fun and, and, and good good reading. So they know that I've consumed McCartney. They know that I'm excited about his third solo album, McCartney 3, um, because I listened to McCartney and McCartney 2 a lot. And I listened to his last solo release, um, Egypt Station. Fascinating, brilliant work. So they have a lot of information on me. So they were offering me the chance to purchase a limited edition vinyl copy of McCartney 3. And then I'm starting to wonder how much they know because they start telling me that it's on Coke bottle clear vinyl. Now they've got me. And there's only 3,000 available for fans like me worldwide. Now I'm really interested. So I have to click. Too late. It was sold out. So I'm a bit gutted, but now I'm thinking, do I order a regular copy on vinyl or am I just going to listen on Spotify? I think you know the answer. But I really like how the evolution of the music industry and the listening habits of people like me or listening behavior has not just evolved with technology. So what we find with this example is that the loop has actually closed and that the massive benefits of the digital technological developments are now bringing us back round to the origins of the industry and recording artists like McCartney so he can leverage Spotify and partner with Spotify to generate sales in vinyl. And I think that is fresh business thinking. Thanks for listening.